I'm Nicole Spezio. And hi, everyone. I'm Jenny Donheiser. And, and this, this is How Are You Brainwashed? You brainwashed? Mm-hmm. Our podcast about brainwashing and other things. Absolutely. Babe, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, bring the energy dragon. Bring the energy. I know. The energy has left me in general, you know. I'm six weeks in now. You do count the days. Six weeks, two days into being a mom and a lot of work. Breastfeeding is a lot of work. Yeah, that's it. I'm just a milk machine and I got nothing. Should we talk about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or is it going to be too late once this airs? No, they'll, they'll still like it, I think. Okay. Can you, should we explain... If you do not watch Real Houses of Salt Lake City, I think I'll say, A, you're missing out. I, I think, and I want to make this very clear, I think some people have misconstrued my feedback that I don't <laughs> believe people should start with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City as that I don't like it. That's not accurate. I do like it. And especially what I liked was this psycho <laughs> season finale we had, which essentially what you need to know is we had a new housewife named Monica join this season. And in the season finale, it is revealed that she is an Instagram troll (laughs) that all the cast knows as someone that has been harassing and trolling them. And her Instagram troll name is Reality Von (laughs) Tease. So she went from Instagram troll to infiltrate and become a real housewife and they all confronted her, and and it was amazing. The way that the women found out that Heather Gay found out first, and then she told three of the other women on a beach that was so windy. It was so dramatic. No beach has ever been windier. Oh, my God. Yeah. Slightly overcast. They're all in yeah. these gorgeous dresses ready for their final dinner of the trip. So they're out on the beach, dressed to the nines. Is that the expression? <laughs> And are being told this just the fact that the words reality von tees are being construed in a dramatic situation is so funny. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously, this is an Instagram account I have never heard of. Yeah, but no the one. The way that it elicited, so, like, these women, it is so clear that this account has tortured these women because when they heard the name, none of them skipped a beat. They all lost their damn minds. No. Yeah. Yeah. Reality. Well, to give it slightly more context, Monica worked for and was friends with Jen Shaw, who was a Salt Lake City housewife who went to prison for defrauding the elderly. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Just light stuff. Yeah. Um. So the context really is that this Instagram account was set up to troll and expose Jen and the other women were collateral damage within that trolling. So she was within the universe. It wasn't like she was like a full crazy fan. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. And which would that would be amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, but also like, you know, how how long was she friends with Jen for? How long did she work for her? Right. When did that start? Like, right. I don't know if it was she already a housewife. Like, did she start working with her post being a right that I'm not clear on? Yeah, I'm hoping the reunion gives us like sample posts of all the terrible things she's about the other women because I oh need God. to know because I do think that you know there is something that if it was really just like taking down Jen, do we have a problem with that? And I think ultimately Instagram trolls is not really the best thing that ever happened, but you know Jen Sean she needed to be taken down and, and yeah she was 
taking advantage of people. I don't know. I'm interested to see like what other context comes out about what the account said about the other girls. Absolutely. And like the things that she planted, which was so clear to me throughout the season that she was the one driving all of the gossip and everybody was always getting mad at someone else about it, which I thought was crazy. Mm -hmm. And like, I was like, how is she so able to do that? Like, that's very manipulative. That's very like, I don't know. It's very impressive that she was able to feed the gossip to others and then not take the blame for it. Almost never. Like, yeah. she's the one who, and I guess that was all Angie-oriented. Like, Greek mafia and your husband's gay came from her and nobody else. And yeah, yeah. other everyone kept getting mad at Meredith. You know what's funny is everybody keeps comparing it to Saltburn, which have you watched? No, I haven't seen it yet. I just watched it the other night. And I think that these two things coming out at the same time... So it's, it is kind of wild. I know. feel like Saltburn is something that I'm going to love. Do you agree? I think a lot of a lot about it. Like, <laughs> okay, some devices. Um, I can't wait. It's the same writer director as Promising Young Woman. Did you like that? Yes. Okay, okay. I ultimately I think that let's do something interesting and swing. And even if we miss, I'd still rather see a swing. Oh, it's a swing. Right, the yeah. Salt I like burn a- is a swing in a lot of ways. Um, there are some things yeah, I can't unsee. Um, okay. But, you know, it's a similar, you know, outsider infiltrating the insider, lower class infiltrating upper class sort of. Um, Parasite vibes. Yes, it's talented miserably vibes. And, yeah, I just love that these two things came out around, <laughs> happened at the same time. And mm-hmm. we need more... Saltburn, Salt Lake City memes. Evan Ross Katz, if you're listening, if you could get on that <laughs> crossover. Thank you so much. Um, okay, yeah, so if you want to go it. low culture, you can watch Salt Lake. And if you want to go high culture, you can watch Saltburn. And pretty much it sounds like get the same thing. I know the reunion part one is happening right now, Nicole. I know. We got to log off so we can go watch. My mom was still here last week and we watched the finale live. And like, I could have never have known it would be like this iconic Mm-hmm. episode the whole episode we were like why this is crazy like it's an instagram account we just like couldn't get over their reaction their reaction to the, it. So the funny. size of the smile on my face like sometimes when i'm watching housewives i'm just like sitting there like grinning like a, a little freak animal <laughs> as these women are screaming it just makes me so happy i love that <laughs> heather gay really yeah someone was saying like if it was fake like she nailed it she nailed the assignment (laughs) if it was given to her she did an incredible job yeah i am of the camp of i don't really care what is real what is fake what is produced what is not take me on the ride and i'll go with you yeah absolutely it was amazing it was incredible that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me recently i love it what about you after years of not fucking with Below Deck. You're fucking with Below Deck. Fucking with Below Deck. Where did you start? I started with Below Deck Dan and Okay. Because I wanted to see Hot Captain Jason. And because it only had two seasons, so I figured, let's start with something that I can get into easy and then decide if I like this. And ultimately, I do like... I, okay. I don't... I, this whole time, I've been so below deck resistant. And just as I continue to get more pregnant and spend so much time on my couch and anticipate spending more time on my couch once I have the babies, I think yep. 
you know, I got a lot of below deck to go through. So I'm thinking that's going to be my show. Yeah, you got a lot of content. I watched like the first season ever. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I got I, I I don't know about this, but maybe I go to Down Under. I, I like Down Under. A lot of people getting fired. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Crazy people. Nice people. It's I mean, good. yeah, they I are it. trapped on that yacht with. Yeah. Horrible rich people. Yeah, you gotta just real upstairs, downstairs, Downton Abbey vibes, and yeah, I I, I liked it. And so <laughs> I think you're gonna be below deck, girl. I just you know, it's always felt wrong to have parts of Bravo that I don't fuck mm. with. It's just like my mm -hmm. whole personality. So um, I'm writing a long-standing wrong. Great. I'm so, I'm, so what I'm, recommend? I'm thrilled for you. Thank you. Even though I'm not on that journey, but maybe I will. Could be. I am looking for content. I, you know, it's not bad to see a nice little shot of the coral reef. It's beautiful. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> he is water after all. I am water. I love snorkel more than anything. So <laughs> it's uh, it's very, I like it a lot. <laughs> so that's what we're watching. Should we get into who we're talking to this week? I think let's do it. Let's bring okay. in our guest. Okay, this is a true legend icon of our lives, wonderful friend, a wonderful father, mm. producer, husband, mm. comedian, writer. He is a producer for the Emmy Award winning Late Night with Seth Meyers. I mean, no, no. Not, not Emmy Award winning. Emmy nominated. nominated. Oh, Let's Nicole's, take that one again. Nicole sent me. I will say, the Emmys are this weekend, so it may be winning, oh. but, but I, think, I, think let's, I, think, I think playing it safe with nomination feels... <laughs> We're keeping this all in. Emmy nominated. The he currently <laughs> Emmy nominated. Currently Emmy nominated. Supervising producer of Late Night with Seth Meyers. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Please welcome to the pod, Henry Melcher. Henry Melcher. Hi. Wow. What an honor to be Emmy winning. <laughs> I, yep. it, it could, babe. I'm manifesting it, could it happen. for actually, you. It actually, it maybe it could happen. Who knows? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this, even though you're sleep training your son. And that's huge. I know. Thank you for pushing the recording five to 10 minutes. And thank you for in advance editing out one of the kids crying. But hopefully we won't have to. It's going to happen over here. And I will probably breastfeed during this. So, you know, we've become uh, a real sort of parenthood on the go <laughs> podcast lately. So that's what fantastic. it is. Fantastic. Okay. So the Emmys are coming up soon. Yeah, this weekend. This weekend. Wow. Golden Globes and Emmys just back to back. I know they moved them because of the writer's right. strike. They're usually in September. But yeah, they're gonna they're on Monday. And the Critics Choice Awards are also on Sunday, but our category is not being televised. <laughs> we will not hmm. we will not be there. For so you, so it's very exciting. You're going to the Emmys. We're going to the Emmys. <gasps> what, time do you have Emmys. a gorgeous suit? I have the same tux from last year. My wife has a beautiful dress and I have a, a nice tux that I need to pick up from the dry cleaner. I know Who are crazy. you most excited to gawk at from a distance? It's a good question. Here's what I noticed about the Emmys last year. Claire and I were talking. When you're there, you're like, I am at the Emmys. Like, it feels like the Emmys. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, it's you're there and like your family's texting you like, go beside like the behind the like Access Hollywood camera or something. So <laughs> like, I see you on right. E. Keep going. And now you got to get to Access Hollywood or whatever. But the funny thing about being there is when you're watching it on TV, all you see is celebrities. And when you're there, you're like, oh, it's 90% producers. 
Mm-hmm. You'll look out in the crowd and be like, I don't recognize anyone. And also people are looking at me and I'm like, no, you don't know me. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're like, who's that guy? It's also this funny thing where like, I've been very lucky through my job. I've met many of these people. I produce yeah. their And then, you know, I'm like, I'll run into a lot of people I know. And first of all, you just don't see that many people. And there are certain people I saw and I'd like do a head nod and they'd be like, hello. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Have there they're... been people that you've met that you've been like legit starstruck? cannot speak to it's so rare that it happens because it's if i see a celebrity on the street i'm like oh my god it's so-and-so but at work you just like enter like you're in root mode yeah Yeah. it is weird like i do it doesn't happen all that often i'm trying to think if there's yeah i can't no one comes to mind right off the bat yeah it is you're professional babe i love that you're like walking in you've got a job to do i feel like if you're meeting a celebrity and they are expecting you that yeah, is that, different than being like yeah. Nicole crying at Adina Menzel and Tay Diggs at a restaurant. Oh, that's well, I was in high Square. school. I was in high school. Wait, and that's. Oh, high school. This. Yeah. Yeah. Composed in front I, of you them. You think I'm going to see the rent couple and not <laughs> sob to them and tell them how much they meant to me as Tay Diggs was wearing a leather vest. I'll never forget. <laughs> um, I also cool at one time. They were very cool. They like yeah. they like took my hand and like held it. Like they were like, this young Found fat out. girl is crying at us because she <laughs> loves rent. And they handled it. I'm sure I wasn't the first and won't be the last. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think about it often. I also think about Nicole meeting you and McGregor in her sneakers freshman year. Just there are things that are Nicole Wait, specific, the... I guess. Hold on. Uh... Was this the story? Was one of you telling me that the story of like you were at a New Year's Eve party with you and McGregor? But you weren't actually at the New Year's Eve party. He had been at the party before. Nicole, was this? Okay. Well, yeah, sort of. I would say that I saw a play the same night that you McGregor saw a play. Right. I went to the first location, which was some bar back room after party. Ewan McGregor was there. He did whisper in my ear, take care now, as he left. <laughs> so hot. And then I did go to the second location without Ewan McGregor in my sneakers and smoked weed for the first time and called my mom from the bathroom and was like, I don't know what I just did. So I'd like to say that I was with you McGregor the first time I smoked weed. He was there that night, but just not. Oh, that's the story. Sorry. I misunderstood the story. The story you'd been telling people is the first time I smoked weed was with you and McGregor. And then it felt like there was like just some more context, but it's a better story. Light embellishment. Yeah. I mean, I'll come clean about it, but you got to have the the beginning of the night. Who's the victim in that story? Who's the victim, right? Like, why does there have to be a victim? <laughs> I'm saying there isn't a victim. Like you lying oh, about, oh yeah, yeah, hurt, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, nobody. It's like eighty percent like true. It's eighty percent true. <laughs> I love that you tell the story, then immediately you're like, "Well, actually, that's not true." <laughs> let me go back. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's a storytelling. Like, let me really kind of get you on the hook with the fun part, and then I'll be honest about what really happened. And I think that that's actually a beautiful, true teller experience. I'm trying to think if there's anybody, even if I was at work, if I met them, I would be starstruck. And I think the only person I can think of is like Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I saw Lady Gaga, I'd be, she's never done our show. I feel like I'd be starstruck. Oh, Gaga. come on. I will say Jennifer Lopez did our show once. Uh-huh. I, I didn't produce her segment, but she was there. And I was like, that is Jennifer Lopez. She is such a star. Like She is like so, mm-hmm. she's just such a star. She was so nice to everyone yeah. around her. But you look at her and you're like, wow, that is Jennifer Lopez. Like that is like incredible and so sweet and so nice and like star power. Uh, Not breaking any news here that Jennifer Lopez is star power, but you just (laughs) wow, yeah, that's Jennifer Lopez. 
Wow. So tell us how much of an asshole Seth Meyers is. Give us some clickbait. <laughs> the, I mean, it's funny. He's so nice. I was talking to someone about it today. I, I left work earlier and they're like, he's so nice. Everyone here is so nice. Like it really is. I mean, it's like so boring just to hear about how nice someone is, but he is so nice and he's so smart and obviously he's super funny, but it's him and our executive producer, Mike Shoemaker, just such kind, nice people that like, I've been at, I say that I've been at late night for almost nine years and I feel like the new guy because I wasn't there for the launch. I started about 18 months after the show because everyone stays because it's like such a nice place to work and he's such a cool boss. Like he's such a nice, smart person to get to work for. It's such a treat. <sighs> Damn, I was hoping you would, you know, really spill the tea. You know, what would be some give good... Give us some um, dirt. Today, I mean, I can tell you this because it hasn't... I will give you guys good gossip, but it's literally okay. like... it's Everyone will know in a few hours. Dua Lipa was on the show today Hot. and Seth and her got live tattoos on the show. It's crazy. The idea was they oh. both were going to get a dot and Dua Lipa on camera was like, let's do a star. And they both got star tattoos live during the show. Whoa. From Bang Bang, the... He's the big, he's like a big deal New York tattoo artist. I don't know. We're not tattoo girlies, but I mean, not respect either, to Bang Bang for sure. <laughs> no, respect to Bang Bang for sure. Bang Bang has big, big fans. And uh, where on Seth's body is the star? It's on his leg, like his calf. And Dua Lipa got it on her foot. Amazing. And it's not a, also funny, like someone in the Q&A after was like, was that a real tattoo? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, yes. Is yeah. this Seth's first tattoo? Oh, yeah. First, and <laughs> I, and not to speak for my boss, I'm going to guess only. Oh <laughs> I don't see him like catching the bug and getting a lot of tattoos now. Love. You have tattoos? No, we're not um, cool. I feel I like I missed the boat at this point. Unless Dua Lipa wants to get a joint tattoo with me, it's probably It'd be arranged. not going to happen. Oh, is she like younger than us? Is she so young? I think she probably is everyone is yeah <laughs> everyone who seth and her did a day drinking segment uh, <gasps> those are fun really fun and everyone was like she's just amazing everyone loved her okay dua lipa's nice seth myers everyone is loves nice. dua lipa no, it's oh, this is not nice henry <laughs> there has anyone ever thrown a tuna sandwich at you and discussed like anything <laughs> i will say it's funny it's like i've been doing the show for so long and everyone's like, who's nice? Who's not nice? I will say my job is to help people on television. So it's like, it'd be very, if like, I would assume they would be nice to a talk show producer. It'd be nice to you. Yeah. I don't right. know if they're nice to everyone in their life, but it really has been like, I've been there for so long and there's probably like three or four people I can mention when we're not recording who haven't been super nice, but also they, no one's been like actively mean to certain people. I've been like, eh, didn't get a great vibe. Weren't some mean. Some people are weird. But some people are weird, but overall it's like hundreds and hundreds of people have been like super chill and cool. And then like a handful of people have been like, eh. But no one's like, it'd be so weird if they're rude to me. Like, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, even Kellyanne Conway was like absolutely lovely. Wow. wow a name I, I haven't thought Remember about. Kellyanne Conway? In... Yeah. I do, I do unfortunately. Okay, Actually, can I yeah. my... Henry Melcher stands <laughs> Kellyanne Conway. Hey, can I tell you my, yeah, can you imagine? Do you want to hear my Kellyanne Conway story? Yeah. This is my best story from work. So Kellyanne Conway's on okay. like, it's, it's funny to mention, like, I also feel like this story had a lot more interest like three years ago <laughs> when like Kellyanne Conway was in the news. But so she was going to be on her show and it was the day it was when Trump was president elect. So it was between him being elected and taking office and she was going to be on the show. And it's like, that's an intense interview to have Kellyanne Conway on the show like a few days before the inauguration. Mm. And I so we like do all this research, prepare for all these things because, you know, anything you ask her, she's got an answer for. 
do all this research, kind of come up with what we, what Seth and I worked together a lot on it, think about what the interview could look like, come up with all this stuff. And about 30 minutes before, I have a little chat with her ahead of time on the phone. Super nice. Like, couldn't, like, I'm so excited to be on the show. How fun. And I was like, cool. I, not the vibe I get from TV. And so right before the show, I look at the news and like CNN breaking news. There's a dossier on Donald Trump. Remember the dossier? This was right. So I'm like, okay, this seems like a, but in that era, like every story seemed to be just crazy. But this was like, this seems to break the particular level. So we're like 30 minutes of taping. I run down the hall and I go to Seth and I'm like, hey, this just happened. And he was like, whoa, okay, we got to ask her about it. And he's in his dressing room at this point. Like he's like getting on it. That's the point. He wears suits. He's like putting a suit on, like ready to go. And he was like, "Hey, make sure she's seen the article because it just broke." He's like, "If I want to ask her about, it, I want to make sure she's at least seen it because it was like printed minutes before." Mm-hmm. And I go to the green room and I say, "Hi, you know, I'm Henry." And we chat on the phone a little bit ago. I think we may ask about this breaking CNN story. And she goes, "What CNN story?" And I said, "Oh, oh no, CNN." is reporting that, I remember it so vividly, I was like, Donald Trump, the president-elect, uh, there's a dossier on the president-elect's business and personal ties. And immediately she was like TV Kellyanne. And she's like, who's sourcing it? Who are the sources? I was like, I believe it's an five agent and some anonymous sources. She was like, anonymous sources? I was like, I believe it's not my reporting. And she's like, well, I'm going to talk about it. Uh, I need to read the article. And I was like, absolutely. That's why you guys are going to have a conversation. I wanted to make sure you were aware of this story that broke two minutes ago. And so I was like, I can print you a copy of it, or I would just go to uh, CNN.com. It was like, <laughs> very big. She was like, I'm going to call the president elect and see what he <gasps> thinks. No. So she opens her phone and calls Trump. <gasps> no. And I'm in there, and my instincts are like, get out <laughs> of this room. I don't want to be anywhere Subpoenaed. near. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be anywhere near this phone call. So I walk out. So I was like, A, he's going to be like, she can't do your show, blah, blah, blah. Or the next day I had this thing, like lying NBC producer. Like, I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> I don't want to be near. I don't want to be near him and a phone. I just had this vision of her being like, you talk to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my and, God. Oh my God. Oh my no God. dossier. And being like, I wish. <laughs> so I walk out. I'm like, I'm going to have a good chat. I walk out and Seth is about to go in to do his like pre-show high. And I grab him on the shoulders and I was like, you cannot go in there. And he was like, what? And I'm like, walk with me. And I walk him like down the hall. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, she's calling Trump. He's like, what do you mean she's calling? Why? And he's like, she hadn't seen the story. I just told her there's a dossier. And he was like, is she talking to Trump? And I was like, I think so. I don't know if she got through, but like they're on the phone, I think. And then I didn't talk to her again. And then 10 minutes later, we started the show and Seth asked her about it. And we were the first people to ask her about the dossier. And then we put out the clip wow. and it was this bizarre thing of like then back to CNN, they're like, and the Trump team has been asked about it minutes ago on late night with Seth Meyers. <laughs> it was like this oh weird God. thing. Oh. Weird. So we put it out at, you know, we, we put out the clip in the early afternoon and it was like the first official response was on our show. And Seth did an amazing job and she tried to kind of, kind of get around it. And, mm. and that's not what the story said. And he was like, it is, I did read it. And this is, you know, <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. It was crazy. Wow. It was. Um, Whoa. This crazy very, thing. very West Wing episode you just yeah I know for us. a little bit like with broadcast news very <laughs> yeah like yeah the walk and talk now um, the dossier was the P the Russian so, okay great okay good question the dossier was the P thing so there were two there was like something like a P in a hotel in Russia or something right so the story of the dossier breaks that's a CNN story it's Jake Tapper and a couple of their CNN reporters break the story show starts 
Seth goes out, does the first act of the show. I'm like still trying to get as much information I can because Kellyanne's coming up after that. And then I see BuzzFeed break the story that there's like the P stuff. I was like, I think I'm just going to focus more on the dossier. Like A, this P stuff <laughs> feels a little crazy. And I don't know how we like get that. That's such a wild accusation. <laughs> and I think let's just go on the CNN reporting for now. But I remember everyone's like, that was the P thing. And I was like, the second story was the P thing. And that was about eight weeks later. I see, I see. I that see. story broke like during the first act of the show and she was in the second act or something like that. Oh my gosh. <gasps> Damn, you're like, can we go, actually, can we go back? <laughs> There's another back, thing. Back. Was the P. Talk about P. <laughs> it is crazy that that like, that was just the news. Every... Uh, uh, is it going to happen would... again, Henry? Yes. You I'll think? Yes. Okay, this is not my brainwash, but I was going to be brainwashed where I'm like, are people being effing brainwashed by this idea that Trump is not going to be the nominee or like the president again? Like it is yes. so boggling to me that every time that people are like, well, you know, re- moderate Republicans will really come around on Trump. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, but I will agree. he win, Henry? Will he win? Good shot. Ugh. But also, you know that. I don't have. Any, I will like... not be shocked again. I was no. stupid in 2016. Yeah, I, was I was dumb shocked. and I didn't know. And I will not be shocked again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who I'm knows? ready for hell. Were you also at the political subversity show? I Henry? hosted. I you hosted. hosted. Oh my god! So Whoa. sorry. Uh, okay, so Jenny and Henry were together was... at a <gasps> live comedic show that Henry hosted the night. I was the Trump news guy. I was like the Kornacki of the oh. night. Oh. God. God, I was like the I was gonna do the numbers and the states. It was like it was me and Mike Spence until Mike Spence was like, I'm out, and he bailed because it was too <laughs> yeah, depressing. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to. I was like giving the updates at the beginning. It's like Hillary won Vermont, Trump won Kentucky. Woo! Like we're cruising Ooh. along. Here come the results. And then I remember there was an hour where people were like, any. I was supposed to jump in, stop the sketches, and like give the updates. And there was an hour. Right. Where are the updates? And I'm like, there are no updates. There should be updates, but it, it's really close. And then it, then it kept going on. Then it was like nine or 10 o'clock at night, or maybe 11. And someone's like, is there any good news? And I was like, there's no good news. There's no good news. And, I, and the, slow, just like, the show just slowly wound down. And I was giving updates throughout the evening about, oh my God, it was crazy. It was crazy. Also, what a terrible idea. I went to the other show they did when Obama was reelected. So Fun, in, and great. it turned into a dance party. So in I my know, but the brain... beginning of the night, you forget that the beginning of that night was also a little dicey, which is why right. the Trump and I and yeah. I said, I'm staying home. I, if Trump wins, I do not want to be with fucking, sorry, my comedian community. <laughs> like <laughs> Having fucking Miller high life. Like, I don't need that or want that. So, yeah, I did not go to the show, unfortunately. I was and so confident. I had like just been back from knocking on doors in Pennsylvania uh, and... <sighs> In hindsight, there were some uh, clues uh, mm. that I should have maybe listened to, but uh, it was crazy. It was so, so wild. 2012, I was working at MSNBC. <laughs> Everyone was asking me for updates, and I was like, we're broadcasting it. <laughs> that was like, <laughs> right. you can't watch like, it. What are you hearing? I don't, watch the watch, turn on the news. <laughs> you like, know all, what I know. I was in, I mean, we were there. Just like uncovered, I don't think I was even doing that much, or just in the building, and the amount of text from what are you hearing? So this is the funny thing of like when you, I mean, less now because I don't work like in politics. I mean, that was like when I was just working in like politics and news. The amount of like, like what are you hearing? <laughs> I have like my own. I have like a ton of sources I've cultivated, like deep inside <laughs> campaign. 
their number on at election night. They would like, and there was like a loudspeaker at MSNBC. They were like, bing, Barack Obama has won Pennsylvania. And then it would like try to text someone. And it was like within a quarter of a second, it was up on the feed. So right. I'm like, I'm getting the news about a quarter second faster than the rest of you. Like, <laughs> and you know what? I think that that really says a lot of great things about that news organization because and they you. are sort of finding it out and, and reporting it. But it was on the I was like, he won Pennsylvania, but don't say anything. Right. Like, right. please, we really want to. We're going to hold that till the after the commercial. This is the Melch's scoop you got here. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> the tiniest, tiniest scoop. <laughs> the tiniest scoop. Well, Henry, since you've alluded to it, I feel like we should ask you the question here that we have on the podcast, which is, how are you brainwashed? And what that means exactly is... Yeah, what does that mean? Sort of break it down, Jenny. I'll break it down for you. What did you believe growing up to be truth, either from the media, your upbringing, culture, that you now know is actually total bullshit and brainwashing? I spent a lot of time thinking about this. And I think I was brainwashed by the idea that when you're younger, if you're interested in like performance, entertainment, the arts, being creative, you have to be in a musical. You have to be a triple threat. And if you're not a triple threat, you have to play baseball or soccer. I I do think it's unfair that we're putting fifth and sixth graders who are like, I'm kind of interested in entertainment in shows where you have to sing and dance. That is insane. That's the only way. The only way as kid, you have to be a triple three. You have to be a singer and a dancer and an actor, or you're not good at that. Go play baseball. I didn't fit in either of those categories. Mm. You don't have any of those three skills. Singing? Do you think I can sing? (laughs) You do. Do you think I can dance? Answer that honestly. Do you think I'm a good dancer? Knowing me, do you think I'd be a good dancer? I I wouldn't say like chorus boy vibes (laughs) for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Like, look at me right now. Okay, so say. If you do think I would maybe be an okay dancer, what type of dance do you think I would be good at? You don't have an answer. Mm-hmm. None of it. The Charles. Well, I'm sure you can act. We we're all sure you can act. I don't know if I can act. But I. I yeah, 90%, that's half of it. 90%, I think. But yeah, when I was in like junior high or whatever, I was like, I tried sports, was like not good at sports, not that interested. And then I was like, oh, I'll audition for the plays. I hate singing i hate dancing and i would be the only multiple times i'd be the only boy not in a singing and dancing role mm. there was like seventh grade <sighs> it was oh like footloose i was uncle wes every other eighth grade boy had to sing had not a song. familiar with that role unfortunately. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, uncle know. wes like is he like saying don't dance uh i think that might be his only line <laughs> <laughs> Which well, I mean, or I'm just remembering that as it, most of the people in that movie and play say don't dance. I think he's one of the many people who said don't dance, but just repeatedly. I would then I was like, oh, I'm I, I can do nothing because the Aww. only avenue is I later like found comedy and improv and sketch comedy. Right. And great, but it's funny to me that when you're in seventh grade, it's like you can do baseball or you or can be do, in the musical. Or you can be in the musical, and if you are not in Meet Me in St. Louis or on the basketball team, try in the talent show. Try some. Try juggling. Sure. Yeah. Did, where, what about magic? Did you do any magic as a, as I, a teen? Nicole not, did. I feel like I <laughs> I did magic as an elementary school student. Don't <laughs> you don't say I did it as a teen. Yes, I did. <laughs> when what did you do? What kind of magic? I did, you know, sleight of hand <laughs> magic for a talent show. And I made my best friend be my assistant. Okay, we're not we don't need to talk about that right now. We need to talk about Andy's journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i've literally never this did not cross my mind until you asked me this i think i did have like magic tricks for dummies 
Okay, hey, there we go. Was, but I think I read it and was like, I think I read it and was like, meh. <laughs> this isn't, this yeah. isn't for me. Did you go to a particularly arty high school? No. Like, in high school, I did. It was junior high. No, it was junior high. It was like totally just like the normal, like public school outside Chicago. But I remember the first thing I did where I was like, oh, this is fun. It was the ta- it wasn't the talent show. It was the variety show because everyone has talent. Can you imagine? Well, the variety show because everyone has talent. And, and what'd ever- you do in the variety show? I did Teacher Jeopardy, which was just a complete <laughs> knockoff of Celebrity Jeopardy from SNL. Yeah, uh, that's, that, that's, Alex I mean, that's the right. The right of passage is copying SNL. It feels like copying sketches. an SNL sketch is kind of yeah. the right. Right. So I was Alex Trebek and the contestants were the teachers. And oh it was a blast. God. And I was like, oh, this is feeling getting a laugh feels really fun. And also I don't have to sing or dance. And a comedian was born there. Yeah. Was that one of the first times that you were like, oh, this is my that was the first time that was the first time. That was the first Teacher time I was like, oh, this is fun. Jeopardy. Teacher Jeopardy. And then go ahead. I, I was just going to ask if lots of girls had crushes on you after you did Teacher Jeopardy. <laughs> Who knows? <Maybe. laughs> yeah. 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 Sounds yeah, like yeah. someone named Nicole would have had a crush on you. <laughs> that have been interested? I don't know. Yeah. Would that have been the thing? With teacher Je- that would have been like really hot. Teacher Jeopardy. It's so charismatic. That's what I was really looking for in middle school. It's charismatic. Oh yeah, I was looking for the class clown for sure. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I was the class clown, but I was. Um, it was that, and then I went to a high school and started doing like, improv and sketch comedy, and like found all those things. So it's yeah. not like just like in a sob story. In high school, yeah, in high school, Second City had these things called like teen ensembles, and you could go mm. on audition Second City. And I went on audition. And I remember they were like, "Do you have a headshot?" And I was like, "For sure, for sure." Let me just send you. And it was like my mom taking a picture of me like against a white wall at home yeah. and like plugging it in. And like everyone else, you know, like I didn't have a resume. I was like, teacher Jeopardy. Like I had nothing. And everyone else was like, local like, representation, like Chicago, whatever. And then I was like improv class, high school. But I went and I got in somehow and I joined this like teen ensemble. And then I started doing these shows with like Ryan Weir, who's been on the podcast and so many of our good friends. And we created this. It was crazy. They were like, it was like 16, 16 year olds. And we would do these oh. sketch comedy shows. And the first sketch, we did a sketch show called Everybody Hurts. And the runner was R.E.M.'s Everybody Hurts. And the opening scene was all 16 of us about to jump off the side of a building. And one by one deciding it wasn't a good idea. And it's like, we were 16 years Whoa. old. And that's how we opened a show. I mean, that is, Great. we all do the most 16 year old thing I've ever heard. Oh my God. Just like really just, just head first into like huge adult themes. And then we yeah. created an improv group and we were called Flossy Nossy and then the Hill of Pillifications. And oh. we could not come up with a name. And one day someone was like, do you hear there's a new longest word? It's Flossy Nossy and the Hill of Pillification. There we and go. I think it means the estimation of something worthless. And someone's like, what if we are Flossy Nossy and the Hill of Pillifications? So we made a sketch group and we came to New York Sketch Fest when we were like, 16 and oh 17 years old. That's crazy. And stayed at the pencil that I think it's gone now, like Pennsylvania Hotel, right next to Penn Station. And yeah, we did Second City shows. And like, I mean, in the like black box theater. And then we did a show that was entirely set on a cruise ship called the Super Ego. And it was a sketch show that took place on a cruise ship. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. And it was our parents loved it. It was like, it was funny because it felt like the audiences were our parents, our parents' friends, our friends, <laughs> and people who couldn't get into the Second City main stage show. And the box like, office was like, I'll see the teens. The main stage? Oh, I don't think they knew it was teens. I think it was like, 
oh, the main stage is full tonight. Oh, check it today. We have another theater. We have the ETC that's also full. There is also some stuff going on up in Donnie's Skybox. So <laughs> it was funny if this mix of like our friends and family and then tourists being like, is this, is this like Dan Aykroyd, Second City? Like, is this, <laughs> this is it? Is is these, uh, kids? Am I seeing kids? They're 12. <laughs> My Instagram is heavily advertising yes, the opening of Second City in New York. I'm so curious to see what that's like. Yeah, they're opening in Brooklyn or open. Yeah, I'm so curious to see. But that was like, that was my high school's every weekend, Second City classes and then these shows. It was a blast. I felt so lucky. And I was like, see, I didn't have to be a singer. Yeah, yeah. you didn't have to be in Oklahoma or walk upon a mattress. Yeah, was <laughs> Tap <fun>. shoes. <laughs> yeah, going back to that question of what kind of dance I can see you doing, tap is what came to mind. And that is a that is good. Okay, here <laughs> this is not true. This is not true, and I know it's not true, and I apologize. It does seem like the easiest of the dances. No, Henry, no. It's I and I have to say, <laughs> someone that has tapped for a role, it's quite hard. But I feel like, okay, and okay. Oh, look, I don't know what I'm saying. I just, if I were to start dancing, I feel like if I had to start dancing, I feel like I would do tap. But yeah, because also you can just make noises immediately. So that part is not so hard, but to make all the right noises at the right time. No, I wouldn't, hard, I wouldn't be good at it. noise. Yeah. But like, I'm thinking like what other dance I would be good at. My body is so averse to rhythmic moving. <laughs> do you like to dance at a wedding or are you like not that guy? No, not that guy. No, I will, but I will, but I, in and out. I like, here's what I like. I like a bar mitzvah style dance. I like people telling you exactly what to do. Sure. There was something like an amazing. instruction stand? Like what was so fun about going to bar mitzvahs was you could dance because there was someone telling you in real time exactly what to do. It was like one hand at a time. Got it. Two hops, two hops. Like I don't have to. Yeah, you like that. Turn around, right? I would just like turn around. That is my favorite. If I were to start dancing, I would do mostly bar mitzvah dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Because someone's telling you what to do. I remember on my do not playlist on my wedding thing for my DJ was all the instruction dances. (laughs) So you would have hated it, Henry. You would have been like, I need to be told. Thank God you weren't invited. Thank God. I would have been (laughs) sitting in the back. Our wedding playlist was all instruction dances. It was like, I don't want anyone coming up with their own stuff. No creativity at my wedding. I want a DJ and I want six dancers in front telling us what to do step by step by step. I did go to a wedding once in Ohio with my ex-boyfriend that was a square dancing wedding and they had a square dance caller, which is somebody who like essentially leads the square dancing it's a very particular job, but yeah, there are various n- different kinds of square dances and the square dance caller leads you through them. Um, okay, I take it back. <laughs> if I were to do one type of dance, I think I could probably do square dance. Yes. I, I, I think that actually is the, I think I could do it okay with square dance. I think you would crush it. You should have gone to I don't think I, I don't think elementary school in Texas. You would have had to do square dancing yeah. during your PE. Oh, so Jenny, you're familiar with square dancing from your previous Texas life. Yeah, I had never been to a wedding where it was what we were doing, but uh, but you I were experienced enough as... to get in. Oh, I got in. I got in the mix. And okay, a dance I like the horror. Okay, a classic. The classic one move, and you're oh. hidden. You're in a circle. Mm-hmm. You're hidden. Mm-hmm. Chair thing can be a fun addition. 
Yeah, you're a part of a community. You're not really standing out. I got to tell you, you know what I hate? I hate when they make a circle and then some uncle gets in the damn middle and tries to be fun. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like one. Okay, here it's the uncle. The 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 tie is down about an inch, inch and a half. Absolutely. The jacket was lost the minute they walked into the reception. Huge pit stains. <laughs> Huge pit stains. Gym, yeah. uh, gym shoes. Running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> wide, wide cuff and a sorry attempt at the worm. Oh, oh. And then you can't, and then you just can't get out of it. No one has the initiative to sort of say, enough now. No, no more Jerry? circle. And then it's just, we keep having to trade in different terrible uncles. And then there's yeah. a little kid and everyone's like, oh my God, she's so cute. And it's like, let's fucking get back to real dancing. Oh, real good kids go in the middle. Like that is so cute. Okay. That's fun. I don't have to dance. Uh-huh. Sure. I can I can keep the beat on the side of a dance circle. Happy to be in the circle clapping. The worst thing in the world is someone's like, come, come on, come with me. No. If you're not in the right headspace to be brought into the middle of a circle, there's no greater hell. No. <laughs> I, wow, I feel like time is flying by right now. Should we do nope. casting? <laughs> okay, so let's play casting. So for anyone who's just tuning in for Henry Melcher and doesn't know what casting is, casting is a game that we play on this podcast where we throw out a category it could be cereals it could be animals that walk on four legs it can be anything spice girls and then we sort of take a second and cast ourselves and each other within that category based on what vibes what essence what energy we each have so henry you you have one to bring to the table have one yeah okay it's uh tv cooking personalities amazing okay i have just recently dabbled into this territory so great okay i'm locked in i'm locked in oh god i have to think of okay tv this is like rachel ray the barefoot contessa don't give away don't okay. give away yeah, we're just like throwing i, no, I just out need to though. know yes but yes that is the ca- i mean what did you think he meant of course that's what he meant okay okay thank you nicole ever since she had her baby she's fucking so- <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I think I'm locked in, but I'd okay. like to not go first. Great. I, I, I'd i be happy to go first. Please. Okay. I gave Jenny the famous guy, Fieri. <laughs> I just feel like bold, sort of uh, hot dog Cheetos, sort of uh, jalapeno <laughs> popper onion rings, just like those flavors. I could really feel Jenny's vibe. <laughs> I would love to see you <laughs> in a goatee with a flame top. Um, for sure just you know not nothing fancy just fun down home stuff <laughs> yeah what's his show called grills and, di- Diners, and di- drive-ins drive-ins and dives and dives. oh sorry okay great yeah that's me a show <laughs> beloved by fathers everywhere is jenny don Hester. i loved it before i was a father and i continue to love it it'll also, only get a good late night awesome that dude rules he's so nice he's so smart could not say enough good things about Guy Fieri. I love to hear that. And I think he, yeah, people are weird about him, but like uh, the vibes are good. He, he wears great. sunglasses on the back of his head. He seems like a fucking great time. Yeah. Somebody, who is it that's always talking about how they would fuck Guy Fieri? I don't know who it is. Nicole Byers. Somebody's always bringing up fucking Guy Fieri. Would you guys fuck Guy Fieri? I think, if yeah, if we were in the right, right place, right time. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Yeah, but Nicole said, great, great, great. I gave myself a Bobby Flay. There's something sort of, I feel like, divisive about Bobby Flay. Not always very likable. I think 
if January Jones would get in a car accident, I would be the first person she would call and it would create headlines and everyone would be like, what are they? Are they secretly fucking? What's happening? Just a million shows, oversaturation. He also has a cat. Uh, he's a big cat guy and I am big cat girl. <laughs> yeah, there's something, hopefully not the cultural appropriation of it all, but, but yeah, there's something by Bobby Flay about me, I think. And to me, Henry, undeniably, Alton Brown. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, just immediately coming in with a fact about where the best fried chicken was made. And actually, if you put the milk bath in, then it'll be really good. He just has just a ton of information <laughs> at all times. Studious. It's not just glasses. It's it's more than that. But the glasses are important as well. <laughs> like a slim fit, dude. Like he's always in like a slim fit. I don't know if I'm a, his yeah. clothes are slimmer fitting to me, but that is a just I respect that thing yeah i love a rule yeah you love a rule and i, I love like... a rule here's my here's another brainwash uh, breaking the rules is cool and good no it's not follow the rules <laughs> wow nicole loves rules too you guys I are love rule, rule followers i have loved rules in my time it's true i have loved <laughs> rules 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 rule rules are there to help protect us and others, there is no reason not to, 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 there's no reason to break a rule. I, and that's I, what Alton Brown and I have in common. We and love. that is you. And that's my Alton well, Brown. And that's my casting. Nicole, I also have Bobby playing for you. Oh, <laughs> there's something wow. Bobby Flay there's about something me. There's something about you. There's something about Bobby Flay. Um, I went at it a different, a different way. Please. You're serious about the work. You are committed to the work. You are a legit, talented theater maker, artist, television star. He is a legit food person but he's also fun he's a personality he's yeah. not cooking all day long he can tell jokes he likes a little competition be it bobby flay right he's a little competitive but not in like in a not in an intense way he's really fun but i see you as a you'd be great on be bobby flay yeah I there's a like little dom so daddy energy that. you'd be Ooh, so yeah. good at hosting be bobby flay right it's I, like i would Love room to. for jokes, room for comedy, but also we're going to get to the work. This is not just silly hour. We'd like you to make a dinner with secret ingredient, Vidalia onions. Yeah, if the cook on the steak is wrong, you're going to hear about it. As you should. If you're going to say you're going to reverse sear something, reverse sear it. Reverse sear it, absolutely. But he's not going to be a jerk about it. He just, I think, why are we here? A little edge, but not a jerk. Not full jerk, but a little edge. Little edge, not a jerk, no. I've also, uh, I've heard she's uh, incredibly nice. The theme of me on this podcast is just saying famous people are nice. Is this the most boring right. No, I mean, I'm hoping at least when we get off, damn, you're going to tell me one person is a real schmuck, but we'll see. You know, whatever. Henry Melcher, nicest guy in Hollywood, loves all the other nice guy in Hollywood. <laughs> That's your whole thing. Yeah, we're going to go to the Emmys this weekend. Someone's going to be a dick to me. And I would not. At least so I can hear about it. Yeah. Jenny, I think you're Allison Roman. <gasps> I think yes. you are fun. Cool. You're like, you know your food, your recipes are great, but you're not precious about it. When it's like cook the chicken thighs until they look delicious, eight to ten minutes, or until they're good. That yes. right? You throw in as many onions as you want into the dish. Like yes. you know your stuff. You are competent. You are in control. But you're not a stickler for all the rules. You're gonna play around with it a little bit. You love upstate, I think. Allison sure. Roman's upstate a lot. For I feel sure. like you love you love the Hudson River, like tubing. <laughs> The I still love you. tubing. Yeah, I mean, like you're not opposed to a Verbo Airbnb up in Definitely you know not. Ulster County. That Certainly sounds not. great. Yeah, and it's yeah. white girl problematic, you know. Yeah, yeah but like, like you're going to stop at a farmer's market. 
<laughs> you're going to stop at a farmer's market and you're going to in tomato season. And then you're going to, you're going to post about it a lot on Instagram. Then you're going to come back with some great tomato recipe. That's impressive. It's delicious, but it's not challenging to make. It's not overburdensome. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. <laughs> I love it. I, I take it. She's yeah, got cool girl vibes and I will. She's got cool that. girl vibes. Alison Roman. Yeah, definitely. Who's Elliot? Which food personality is Elliot? Oh, Elliot is Emerald. Oh my God. Bam. Was it Bam? Bam. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> are you guys, Salt by the way, are you guys, I saw Bay. You saw Bay Bay. Do you guys, I don't watch Housewives, so I can't contribute anything Not that we would now talk about Housewives. Do you watch Top Chef though? That's my only Bravo show. Yes. Okay. I am a Top Chefer as well. Okay, good. We'd love to talk to you offline. I sort offline. of watched one season of it. Oh, it's the best. I love it so much. It's so good. It's really fantastic television. I'm very excited for the new season. It's taught me so much over the past 20 years or whatever. Believable. I've really learned a lot. I've learned a lot. Do you know the best, my favorite part of Top Chef is? It's when there's like five people left. It happens every single season. There's five people left and there's one chef who's like not been doing too well. And looks at the camera and is like, I've learned. I've just got to cook my food. <laughs> yeah. Like every single season near the end, every chef that's not doing well goes, I need to cook my food. I need to cook the food I like to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, babe. Thank God you got there. I need to cook the food I like. And I like to make my food. Like to make your food. Hey, that's the challenge. Food. You get too wrapped up in, okay, how do I make this quick fire fit the challenge? But, you know, it's yeah, really yeah. about you and what you Sorry, love to do. I'm trying to fucking shoehorn in another Bravo reality show. Henry, like, it's okay. You're doing so beautifully. Um, it who, is. What show? What chef did you give yourself? I uh, I forgot to give myself a chef. Oh, Henry, chef, me, you must. I know I must. Let me, uh, who would be a good? Would you like to think about I feel it? I like could also just be Allison Roman. Like, I like Upstate too. You, can, you can't, sorry. Can't, you oh, can't. That is actually a flagrant oh. violation of the rules. Um, yeah. And Nicole, she loves rules. She's a stickler, I, as we know. As, she as as a Someone else could cast you as Allison Roman, but you can't double cast I cannot as and also Jay yeah, is we don't do that. Moment. I am who am I as a um Gail Simmons. Love it. Okay, we're in. You no, know, there's like a editorial newsy background. She's on Top Chef, but she's not the focus of Top Chef. She's not mm-hmm. the not Padma. She's not Tom Colicchio, but she's there. I think she contributes. I hope she. I think she contributes. I I'd like to. I uh, I think she seems quite nice. I think she seems quite supportive yes. of all the chefs on Top Chef. She I believe she lives in New York. Okay, uh, and, and you do too. And that is the thing about me as well is that I also live in New York City. Yeah, I think um, honest and fair. You honest you, and fair. Honest and fair. Gail gives very good feedback, and I would hope that I can give good feedback. I think so. I think you can. Beautiful. Any child. Thanks, Jenny. Take us on home. Okay. <laughs> okay, Nicole. I gave you Barefoot Contessa, Ina Garten. Oh, thank you. I just feel like she's always in my algorithm. I don't know why. Being like not giving any fucks like her yeah. interview style barefoot contest Anna garden did late night and i got to do the demo with her it was so fun yeah. yeah she just seems like she's got her shit together she makes me laugh she's oh, she's God. great it was mike jeffrey i guess by by default right i i think that mike would make a great jeffrey also jeffrey what a life Hanging out, eating delicious food, living in the Hamptons. That is a dream couple. I would her whole thing, yeah. I would love to blossom into her whole thing. She's great. Amazing energy, amazing vibes. Doesn't give a fuck. She um makes me laugh. Just like Nicole. What does she cook? I don't know. I I, I don't know chefs. So I don't know what Those her chickens. Chickens. Uh, baked pastas. 
Yeah. Um, just gorgeous dishes. Gorgeous. Uh, and that feels right for you, Nicole. Gorgeous. And just the fact that the barefoot is in there. I don't know. Something about that. I can <laughs> see you in your garden barefoot picking your herbs. Does she do that? I don't know. Why is she? Why is the Contessa yeah. barefoot? It was a store, right? It was a, there was a store before her named Barefoot Contessa, and she adopted the name. And then I think she, I believe she worked at that store, owned that store, but there was a store before her named Barefoot Contessa. Please edit that out if that's wrong, but I do believe it's correct. I believe it's okay, correct. Okay, Alton Brown it. coming in with the trivia, you know, as always. Very Alton Brown of me. This is <laughs> very Alton Brown of me to know where, but I do believe the Barefoot Contessa was a shop in the Hamptons before, before uh, yeah, so she got it from there. A shop in the Hamptons, once again, ringing in Nicole perfectly. Very Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> Henry, I gave you Julia Child. Just get, okay. Watch Please say that. I feel like you- there's something rich. There's history. Maybe it's the architecture about you. You know, she loved French. <laughs> I feel like, you know, she, did dis- she discovered herself late in life <laughs> and I, am I discovering myself late in, or am i or have i not discovered myself yet you're gonna have a second life as a chef you're gonna wake up one day and say i'm gonna i'm gonna cook all of and with all due respect it, all due respect it seems like you also forgot to do one for me <laughs> <laughs> with a, I, I respect i am watching you and it does feel like you're drowning <laughs> it's because I know three chefs. I know okay, I see. the barefoot Contessa. <laughs> I know this is just process of elimination. Julia Child. I know Guy Fieri and I gave myself Guy Fieri. <laughs> Similarly, because I'm from Texas and it feels like I'm always eating burgers, hot dogs. <laughs> I hate to put you on the spot. Can I get Five more examples of why I'm Julia Jones. Okay. okay, really? It was just that she's, you know, she's she's got a je ne sais quoi. She's got a va va yeah, Je ne sais quoi feels a little bit like a cop It's literally, I don't know, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Not to be Alton Brown. Uh, it's, uh, it's I don't know, and I don't know what. Yeah, to be Alton Brown about it. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Okay, and I, I feel a like I could style. see you. I could see you, Henry, in like a beautiful kitchen with like copper pans all yes. hanging on your sure wall. That's love. Julia Child. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, there's like a something about the yeah. Frenchness. Right. But mostly it's that you haven't discovered yourself yet. <laughs> <laughs> One yeah. day in France. Yeah, I watched some of that Julia. show right. and yeah. found out that she was a virgin until she was like 40. <laughs> Not to say and that's, that's that you, tracks Henry. with your story too, that's, Henry. That's uh, just a year off. <laughs> a year difference. I don't know. It was all about her, like um, just going out into the world and discovering herself. And I, I thought that was beautiful. And I, I appreciate I, that. Thank I, you. I love that for you, Henry. And she seemed nice. And if we've learned anything here today, it's that you're nice. So, <laughs> yes, that's really like discovering myself that I'm not nice. Yeah, you don't know who the fuck you are, but sure is nice. I'm nice, and I love saying other people are nice. Yeah, Henry, on behalf of all of us here at How Are You Brainwashed, I would like to formally thank you for being on our podcast. Formally thank you. And can you tell the people sort of where to keep up with you to get their Melch fix? Oh, boy. I'm on threads, but I've never done a thread, and I don't think I will. Oh, boy. What else? What else? I think it's at Henry Melcher on Instagram. It's mostly pictures of my kids. And, uh, nice. oh, there's the Late Night with Seth Meyers show, which is a television show on NBC. 
And then there's also the Late Night with Admirers podcast. And I occasionally interview the guests who are all so nice um, <laughs> after their interviews. Like today, I interviewed Phil Lord and Christopher Miller who did Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse movies. And oh, I cool. keep interviewing people on the Late Night podcast from time to time. But I think that's it. LinkedIn. Uh, uh, check out Henry on LinkedIn, you, know, you guys. You know? Find him on LinkedIn. Connect. <laughs> I, I hate LinkedIn. Gmail. I'm on Gmail. Uh, right. Outlook. Microsoft Outlook. This is what you're looking You want to give everyone your email address? <laughs> seems like that's what you're getting at. <laughs> Look, I'm unplugged. I'm not on X. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Henry. Thank we you love so ya. much. This was so much fun. We Thank love you, Hen. We love you, Hen. I love you both, too. Thank you.